Hello, 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 everyone. Did you know it is impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows? That is a quote by Epictetus, and I absolutely love it because it has a lot to do with today's show. So on today's Coffee with Rhonda show, let's talk growth mindset. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Super excited to be here with all of you today. And we are going to have a fantastic conversation. And I absolutely believe, did you see that last quote? I absolutely believe if I had enough coffee and caffeine, I could rule the world. So really excited. Let's get our panel in here so that you can see everyone. We are going to have an amazing conversation. Before we do all of our introductions uh, and let you know who we all are, just a few little housekeeping items. Uh, if you are out there and you're watching, tell us where you're watching from. And don't forget to tell us what's in your cup, even if it's on replay. Don't forget to comment through the conversation. They really do power our conversation and we might take a right turn or a left turn depending on your comments. I have a big ask right now. Take a moment to like the video and share the video. Someone else out there needs to hear this information. And whatever you're watching on, particularly on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe bell. All right, enough of all of that. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams and I'm your host for the show. I am what I call an R soul or a recovering stressed out leader. And today I am an elite leadership coach helping executives, leaders and entrepreneurs decide it's time to stop the madness and live a reduced stress, more fulfilled and more successful life. So what's in my cup? Check this out. Today, I have special stuff in my cup. <laughs> I won't really exactly know everything that's in here, but this is from Starbucks there. Um, they call it a pink drink. <laughs> How creative is that, right? The pink drink. So uh, I think there's some aquaberry and some strawberries and all that fun stuff in here. So that's what's in my cup. So let's get started. Let's introduce our co-host, and then we're going to come to our wonderful special guest. So, Marae, good morning to you. Good morning. Good evening everyone. to you. And good evening for people watching from Australia. Hello. And uh, welcome to, to the virtual coffee table of Rhonda. My name is Mireille, Mireille Tulekima. I'm based in Perth in Australia. I'm the greatness engineer. I'm all about greatness, helping people to understand that they have this greatness inside of them and they are unlimited and have to step into this greatness 
I and um, um, I like, you know, the philosophy of greatness engineering, mm -hmm. of, you know, designing, and that's what I focus on. But my background is actually in the energy sector. I still continue to be the engineer in the energy sector as well. So welcome, everybody. I'm really uh, excited to talk about the growth mindset today. Wonderful. Emma do you have a cup tonight? I have a cup tonight and I have coffee tonight oh. because I have to stay late and finish <laughs> something. So <laughs> coffee as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's always special for us when Marie is actually having coffee with us because typically it's water or something coming and she's usually getting ready for bed. So <laughs> thank you, Marie. Miss <laughs> Roz Jones, great day to you. I can't hear you. I can hear a mute. There we go. Oops, Oops sorry. Y'all <laughs> see, I'm on road, and you know when I'm like this, I'm with the client, but uh, the client just stepped stepped out of the truck. So I'm Roger Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers. We provide four levels of specialized care to your loved one. And why do I do it? I do it to help the caregiver on their journey, which is providing. Um, mm. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's breaking up a little bit. Okay. Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. Let me <laughs> see if I can step. Oh, goodness. Just a minute. Let me see if I can step out of the car. Just... All right. So we'll come right back to you, Ms. Roz. We'll give you a second to step out, and we'll come right back to you. DJ, welcome to the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Fantastic and amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, listen, I appreciate you having me on the show. And, you know, I I look at the moments when we first met on Clubhouse and the conversations we had, we resonated with so much. So I'm really excited to jump into the topic today, especially anything that has to do with growth, personal development. And you, you know, I'm all in for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your show, you, you do a, a show called uh, Weekly Leadership, right? I do. Yes. So okay. Weekly Leadership itself is a uh, leadership and personal development brand that I started really back in 2018, but started to really make it a core focus in December of 2020. Uh, always had the website and the platform, never really took it anywhere, but I was always working on those type of projects. And then I just started to really go all in. And so we created the Weekly Leadership podcast. We have articles. Uh, of course, we have training and consulting, which I'm working on building those out as well. And then I have the Weekly Leadership book, which is set to release probably by the end of June, most likely July, but we'll kind of, we'll see what happens with that. I'm um, just finalizing a couple of things. And uh, yeah, the, the brand itself is really just a brand about helping people become the leaders they were born to be is what I always say. So mm -hmm. I always believe that everyone has a leader within them and that they were born to do so. And so weekly leadership really for me, is about community aspect, uh, not just about me, but how do we help other people? So that's, that's where le weekly leadership comes in. Awesome. And DJ, you showed us a cup. What show us that cup and what's and tell us what's in it. Yes, we did. So we have so we got a little espresso, a little <laughs> espresso. I got my little espresso machine that I gifted. Um, <laughs> someone gifted to me. But the mug itself is a mug from a good friend of mine. It's called Chef Entrepreneur. And this was a culinary entrepreneurship program that my friend LaQuincy Gilmore started. He has a company called New York Fire Wings. They do hot sauce, 
um, rubs, spices, and then he has a restaurant that, that's going to be opening in Rhode Island soon. And uh, and so this program was a program that he partnered with a local uh, community college, and they were teaching students how to build their own business in the uh, culinary field. So wonderful. Uh, yeah. And we have uh, we have one of our uh, regular um, listeners out there, Regina, who has a son that's a chef. So I'm sure she's taking good notes, Regina, chef entrepreneur. I don't know if you have to be in person or whatever for the program, but it's pretty cool. All right, Ms. Roz, well, let's come back to you. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. <laughs> Great. Anyway, I'm Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaking companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistant. Why do I do it? I do it to help the caregiver on that journey to relieve that SOS, which is stress, being overwhelmed and providing safety and security for your loved one. And you know my mantra, you can't do it all. Give, Give her a call. call. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Roz, do you have a cup? Oh, there she goes. She got a cup. I have a big old cup, a big, big cup. And so what's in my big cup is I decided to have hot chocolate today in the middle of the summertime. Yes, hot chocolate. Wait, in the middle of the summertime, in the middle of Florida, people, don't get it twisted. She is in Florida, so it's hot out there. So, and she's drinking hot chocolate. Roz, gotta love that. So thank you so much. We've got some listeners out there. Hello, everyone. So Stephanie, hi, Stephanie, Rich Rising to you. Stephanie, do you have a cup? And if so, what you got in your cup? All right, it's great. Uh, Maria is out there also. Good Great day to you, Maria. Great to see you. Maria is in the Netherlands, one of the places on our to visit list. And Michael, hi, Michael. Hello there. You didn't tell us. You probably got some cognac in that cup, Michael. Michael's out there in St. Petersburg, Russia. You know, he usually has a little cognac or a little something, something going in his cup. So that's amazing. And then Shirley Murphy. Hey, Shirley, great to see you. Regina's out there. Great day. She has ginger root tea in her cup. And then Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. I missed you. I, I think I haven't seen you in a little bit. Uh, good morning to you. All right, let's dive right into our conversation today. And this is a good one. And uh, remember to like and share the video, folks, so we can get others involved in this conversation. So let's start today um, with our uh, uh, Leadership Above the Grind segment. So I'm going to share uh, my screen with you and let's take a look at the quote um, that we're going to start off with today. And the quote is, if I can find it here, here it is. All right. So the quote for today if a man empties his purse into his head, no man can take it away from him. An investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. That's our leadership above the grind quote for today. So um, as I think about that, I always think about investing in ourselves, investing in education, investing in our own personal growth is always the way to go. There, It will pay you back over and over and over again. So I want to start with this growth mindset. And I want to get from each of you um, in your uh, from your perspective, because there's a, a few different schools of thought out there. What is a growth mindset? What does that actually mean? So we can begin by leveling the playing field then so that everyone then as we go forward in our conversation knows what it means when we say a growth mindset. Um, and so, Roz, let's come to you first. What does it mean to you to have a growth mindset? 
growth mindset for me requires change. It's an mm -hmm. option and an opportunity to change. However, we have to say yes, or we could say no. We have the free will. So we, we, can, we, we can say yes to change, or we can say no, we don't have to change. But it requires us to change. That's what growth is about. I'm Roz mm -hmm. Jones, and I'm done speaking. And she's done speaking. All right, Roz. So Roz <laughs> says having a growth mindset is about um, making the decision, and you have the option to change or not. And mom is out there. Good morning, mom. It's great to see you tuning into the show. DJ, this is my real mom, just so you know. <laughs> And then the, Cheryl uh, said that she's got water in her cup and Maria has cranberry juice with apple and a splash of Sprite. Oh my goodness. That sounds actually really delicious, Maria. So uh, Marae, what is a growth mindset? A growth mindset for me is, uh, you know, um, being a lifelong learner and, uh, and really always take the opportunity to learn from any situation that you are in, either good or bad. So if it's a failure, learn from it and look for the opportunity to, uh, to, to, to actually uh, grow, you know, as, as a person uh, or professionally. So always be on the move, not, uh, not be stuck, you know, in a situation or, uh, you know, and, 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 and really uh, live in the past. So for me, it's about, you know, looking in the future and looking to grow as a person, looking to learn all the time and being, being open to risk as well. And, you know, take those risks that are important for you to step out of your comfort zone and, and really expand. And, you know, we say that we are human being, but, you know, if you have a goal mindset, for me, you are a, a, a human expanding. So that's mm. that's really what it is for me. See, all right, Marae, here we go again. I say every week on this show, I feel like we need a coffee with Rhonda Dictionary because now we need to have, add human expanding. In it. And I love that. I love the way that you just put that because that really is it. Human being in itself almost sounds fixed, right? Mm -hmm. It almost sounds stationary. I love the, that uh, human expanding. So thank you for that. So um, before we go to DJ, we're going to ask him his idea of a growth mindset. But mom said, looking forward to another stimulating show, y'all never fail to deliver. And she's not just saying that because she's my mom, because she wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Let me just tell you that about, <laughs> about Miss Cindy. So DJ, for you, what's a growth mindset? You know, when I think about a growth mindset, there's there's a lot of things that that come up. But overall, really, it's what am I doing every day that's going to help push the needle forward? And so I think about that question all the time because a lot of times I might find myself in a situation where, you know, and we all do this, you might wake up, you might not really feel like going to the gym. You might come back home from work and you may not feel like working on your business or your side project. So you want to sit down and, and maybe watch Netflix for a couple hours. And it's okay to have that balance, right? Or to have that harmonization. You, you, you want to have a place where you're, able to have that. But at the same time, you also want to keep at the front of your mind, what are you doing to continuously push the needle forward? Like Marie said, what are you doing to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations? Because it's in the uncomfortable situations that we find ourselves growing. In my book, I talk about growth opportunity zones. In the outside of that zone is where we're comfort comfortable. 
we're used to doing the same things every day. We're used to doing the things that, you know, talking to the same people, being in the same environment. But the closer we can get to the middle of that growth opportunity zone and hit that target, the more we're going to actually start to see ourselves growing mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I think it's really just about asking yourself that question. And as long as you have that in front of your mind, you're always going to be in an opportunity to grow. And, and with that, put yourself in a growth mindset. So if you're doing that every single day and you're asking yourself, how can I get better? You're going to be able to push that needle forward. You know, it's a really important point about those different zones, right? Because I think one of the um, aspects and one thing that keeps us stagnant is wanting to stay comfortable, right? No one wants to be uncomfortable. We actually teach our children from the time they are young not to be uncomfortable. I mean, think about that for a moment. If anything is out of place, if anything hurts just a little bit, if anything is just a little sad, we are immediately trying to fix it. Not recognizing that there's growth and learning that can take place there. And so um, I think it's an important point for us. You know, when I think about a growth mindset, I think about the two terms. So we've got two words put together here. And I personally am starting to get um more consistent with actually breaking down the words and looking up the words and saying, what do these words actually mean? So when I looked up growth, the growth is defined as undergoing natural development by increasing in size or changing physically or um, the progress to maturity. Mindset is defined as a mental attitude or inclination. So when you put those two together, it's a mental attitude or inclination towards natural development and increasing and expansion. That is powerful, right? That is a growth mindset. And I don't know if you all know this, that growth mindset actually is a phrase that was defined by Carol Dweck, right? And she's a professor, and she actually coined the term growth uh, mindset, and she has a very specific way that she defines it. So um, it's really important. Hillary is out there. Hey, Hillary. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hillary was on the show uh, a while back. Hillary is in Chicago. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for the share. Oh, thank you. So here's my question now. So we know what growth mindset is. We've talked about that a little bit. My question is, is growth automatic? Is growth automatic? All right, think about that for a moment. Moray, let's start with you. Is growth automatic? And I ask this question for a very specific reason because I know a lot of leaders that just sort of think that just by being, I'm growing. So is that automatic for you? I, I think it can, you know, it can be automatic if you, if that's what you choose to, you know, to it to be. Uh, why do I say that? Because sometimes things happen to you, and you can choose to um, strive for perfection or acknowledge your imperfection and and really, you know, go with it. So that can be. Uh, you know that's when it's it's uh, it's it's something that comes comes to you, but then you can also you know um, go for it. So create those uh, those opportunity for you to try different things, take different risks. You know uh, learn from different experiences, 
uh, either formally or putting yourself in, 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 a, in an experience that's going to help you to grow in a certain way. So it's, it's really about you having uh, this constant, um, I would say, mindset mm -hmm. that whatever happened, intentional or not, I'm going to get something from it that's going to help me to go to the next level, become, you know, uh, better than I was when I, I got into this situation. And I think that's, that's how I see it. It's really about always, you know, seeing the opportunity for you to go to the next level. And that whatever yeah. it is, the challenge or a situation or, you know, something that you fell at, you've, it's always for you to look at, okay, where is the opportunity for me to go to the next level? And it, it, yeah. it, is, it, it doesn't depend on, you know, is it something that's happening to you or is it something that you create yourself? It's just having this mindset all the time. I love, so I love that. And what I heard in your um, comment, Murray, uh, I heard choice, right? Mm -hmm. I heard intentional decision-making. So Hillary says, um, let's see, I sh shared. Thank you so much, Hillary. And then Cheryl said she shared as well. Thank you so much for doing that. We really appreciate it. So Roz, what about you? Is, is, growth, is growth automatic? I think you're on mute. Hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate on this. Um, sometimes we start our own growth through self-inflicted, self-inflicted wounds. And I'm saying this is because some of us stun our growth because we don't want to grow because we're happy where we are. You know, we don't want to grow because we don't want the additional accountability. There used to be a song that I used to listen to my, uh, grandparents listened to by Betty Wright, no pain, no gain. And people don't like people don't like the change because it it's sometimes it's pain it's it's you know it's like we said before uncomfortable and people don't like to be in pain they don't want to make that sacrifice so is growth automatic I think so I, that, that's my personal opinion because you have a choice to grow and you have a choice to not to grow if you put yourself in a position to where you will you will grow. And you want to learn, and you know we have, we have lifetime learners. Yes, but then those, there are those some people who don't want to grow, mm -hmm. and so they cut off they cut off that um, the fertilization process. They cut off the watering process. They cut off the learning process. They cut it off at the root because they don't want the accountability. They don't want to go any further. So is it automatic? I don't think so. That's just my personal opinion. I'm Roz Jones, and I'm done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ross. So Maria said growth mindset is the belief that your qualities are things that you can cultivate through your own efforts uh, and do what it takes. Although people may differ in their aptitudes and talents, uh, they can grow if they have the will to do so. Basically, be intentional and the drive. It means being willing to step <laughs> step your behind out of comfort. Absolutely. So so DJ, what about you? Do you think that, uh, so we've got one yes and one no. DJ, your tiebreaker is, is growth automatic. So I'm gonna be a little bit here in the middle because I think there's there's two sides, right? So there's- No, you have to vote. You have 
Well, you're like one either one here, or one there. No, I, I see all political on us walking that political line. I know, right? I know, right? So here's the thing: I I don't believe it's automatic, um, but I do believe it can become part of uh, second nature, if you will, right? And here's what I mean by that: you know, yes, you have to be able to step out of that comfort zone. There's a lot of people who don't want to be able to do that who don't want that accountability, who don't want the responsibility. And in a way, when I look at that, it's kind of going against our nature because it's natural for us as human beings, as, as creatures of this earth to grow, right? That's what, that's what we're here to do. At the same time, if we start taking those little consistent steps, right? If we apply that and what I call CPA, consistent positive action, you take those little steps every single day, you can form that into a habit. And what I, what I, what I wanted to kind of go back to, to break it down a little bit more on the science front. I'm not a scientist or nothing like that, but <laughs> just from just from a little bit of studying uh, neuroplasticity, right? I'm really fascinated with neuroplasticity. And when you look at neuroplasticity, they talk about how those little consistent efforts actually widen what they call the synapses in your brain, right? That's part of the central nervous system. The synapses acts as a bridge. So when you're a kid, when they talk about how little kids can soak up information like a sponge, that's because all of those neurons that are firing back and forth across the synapses are soaking, are just taking in all that information. We're open as children to take in. We, we learn how to play piano. We learn how to swim. We learn how to jump. We dance. We ride bikes, all these different things. What happens is, is as we get older, we're led to believe that the mental faculties are fully developed at an early age, at 13, 14, 15 years old, that you're done, you know, you graduate high school, you graduate college, and you're off to, you know, you're off to take on the world. And that's really not that true. You have to keep consistency, uh, consistently learning in order to keep those synapses firing back and forth. So I don't care if you're eight or 80, if you're nine or 90, if you wanna start learning how to play the piano and you wanna try to become the next Mozart, all right, you might not be dropping a platinum record tomorrow, but you can learn how to play the piano pretty well. So it's all about how you're applying yourself and being consistent every single day. And if you talk about growth mindset, that's really, that's really the science of it, right? That's where mm -hmm. it comes down to. So I do believe that I, it's not automatic, but if you apply consistency every single day, whether it's big or small, you can get there eventually. It's just a matter of asking yourself the question, how bad do you want it? Mm. Wow, you had a lot in there, DJ. <laughs> I, I think we could pretty, pretty much do a whole show on that, uh, particularly the aspect of neuroplasticity and the role that it plays in our ability and willingness to grow. Um, so let me bring in a comment from Michael. Michael said, growth is only automatic if we measure it optimistically. More often, false growth is touted as an earlier accomplishment. Over time, hard work can produce real growth, but it takes uh, changes in our lives. And that's really important. Hillary said, growth is not automatic. Stagnation, comfort zones, fear, procrastination are real. Ding, 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 Hillary. I so agree. There's a quote out there that says experience is the best teacher, right? She says experience is the best teacher. But if I continue to experience nonsense and craziness and, and you know, results that are not positive and all of that, is that, is that really my best teacher? Right? I don't think so. 
I can experience craziness over and over and over and over again. And people do. Right. So in everyone's comment, though, what I heard was uh, there's a common theme through every one of your responses. And that was you have the choice and you have to exercise those muscles in order to grow. So I thought that was what a great conversation as we talked about, you know, really uh, is growth automatic or not. And I think it's important to know that to go back to a point Marae said earlier, just because you are a being doesn't mean you are growing. Right. You have to choose to grow and tap into that. So now let's you know, one question I have is when I think of leadership, I know many leaders who are hired, promoted into their roles. And um, most organizations don't have a true development system or a program. So let me ask you all. Who's, whose job is it? Who owns the growth for the leader? Whose responsibility is it to make that happen? Is it the organization and, or is it the individual leader? And Roz, I'm going to start with you, particularly because you have a small, you're a small business owner also. And so as you have your team uh, for your business, who, who owns the growth of your leadership within that or within your organization? It belongs to both sides because I can't make you want something you don't want. Okay? Just like you're eating that pink, that pink stuff, whatever that pink thing is you're eating, I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it, honey. Trust me. But I'm just saying it's on both sides because, <laughs> because, it's, because you can put someone in the wrong position. Just because they're the next in line doesn't mean that they're the right ones at the time to put in that position. So it has to, it's, it's the responsibility of the business and of the person who's putting you in position. I have a lot of employees that I know could leave, but they're not doing what they need to do to show me the attributes of a good leader. It's there, the seed is there, but their actions aren't, I, I, can't, I can't count on it. So it's, it's the responsibility of on both sides, it's the responsibility of me not to put somebody in the wrong place. It's the responsibility also of the person who wants to be the leader to show those leadership skills and they're cultivating them. So there's responsibility and accountability on both sides. Mm. Because if you put a person in the wrong spot, then your the people under them are gonna be miserable and bitter and productivity will suffer. Once again, mm. I'm done. I'm done speaking. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Roz. Maria agrees with you. Maria says it's mutual. So, DJ, what say you? Who owns the responsibility for a leader's growth and development? I totally agree. I, I think it's mutual. I also think, too, you know, it, it, it's in phases, right? So, for me, when you're first starting out an organization, right? Like if you're building an organization, it's just you, right? Sole proprietor, however it is, you know, you're the one setting the tone, setting the culture, you're, you're setting that idea, the vision, the mission, the statement for the organization. As you're growing along, the importance of that is to make sure that you're setting that in place in order for the culture to grow so that even if you're not there, you know that you have leaders that can embody that and are aligned and in this way, they can lead in the fashion that makes sense for the organization to grow, but most importantly, sustain that growth. Because you can have a leader that's there that sets the tone, 
But if you're not leading from a place of transparency and you're setting that tone for the culture, you can leave tomorrow and it all goes downhill, right? We talk about so many different things. Like uh, yesterday, I was talking about Steve Jobs, and you know, obviously, there's there's the whole debate on his leadership style, right? But when we look at the time that he left, Apple went down, right? And obviously, there's a whole list of other factors when it comes to that, but it was the way things were set, and there's a whole there's a whole debate of that time period. But the point is, is that if you're not, if you're not implementing a culture that is sustaining that style, that, that, that embodiment of an idea of, of alignment of fulfillment, then, then it's going to fall apart from there because your job as a leader is to be able to serve. So if you're not serving them properly, if you're not giving them the tools, the resources, uh, and, and showing them how to be resourceful, as well because you can't hold their hand all the way but you can show them how to become resourceful right so at the same time you have to be able to mm-hmm. show them that and in this way they can sustain that even if you're not there as well mm. you know it's in so so far we have everyone really saying that both sides owns this for a leader's growth and development so Mariah, according to statistics only 19% of organizations say that they are good at developing leaders. 19%. (laughs) And and this is in their self-reflection. And, you know, typically we don't really see ourselves. We have blind spots. So I'm probably going to drop that down to 10% or 8%, right? Even though you have 19%. So so where does that leave the leader, Murray? Because only 19% of organizations say they're good at growth and development for their leaders, but yet we're saying both sides own it. Yeah, I'm not surprised actually, because what I've seen so far, it's a lot of confusion between a manager and a leader. And, uh, and I've seen this confusion at a high level where, you know, uh, in, in corporation, they appoint people because they are good managers, but they don't really check that, you know, they have those, those leadership skills to be able to lead a group, to be able to carry a vision and to be able to, to be a role model for, you know, for the people that they, they're going to lead. So I think, and, and, and a lot of company fall in this trap that it's all about processes. It's all about, you know, somebody who's going to be able to, uh, you know, to, 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 um, to actually adhere to those processes and help people to, to deliver, you know, using those processes, but they don't, they, they fell on really looking at the leadership part, which is more about the vision, which is more about, you know, the style uh, that, you know, and how you come across to be able to deliver, you know. Uh, so the process is, is lacking, but, you know, they, they, they just have those uh, regulations that they want to follow. So I think in that, you know, in that respect, yes, I'm not surprised by the law. Uh, you know, the, the, the 10% of the, uh, I agree with you that it's even less than uh, uh, 19, 13% because uh, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've worked for, you know, uh, big companies, small, uh, you know, and, and you see it consistently, this confusion between being a manager and being a leader, which they, they have problem to distinguish. Rhonda, I, I want to say this. Can, yes, can you ma'am. hear me, Rhonda? Yes, we a can. lot of people, a lot of people don't want to be leaders be- because they see all the hell that the leaders are going through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, think about it. You know, I got to work late. I got to get up early. I got to discipline people. You know, I got, I got to handle hiring and firing. I got to come up with SOPs. 
And all I want to do is come here from eight to five and go home and get my benefits. That's a lot of people are because they don't. A, a, a lot of people are running from the leadership, and some of them are running from the leadership because they want to start their own business too. We have to look at that piece as well. But you know, so far as you know, uh, people coming up in the ranks and being leaders, you probably and the numbers probably going to dwindle more than that because more people are are using businesses as an investment to invest into themselves so that they can start their own business. So I just wanted to put that out there is that a lot of people don't want it because of the accountability, because of the headaches and the hell that they go through. And if I go through that, but I didn't start my own business. Once again, I'm done speaking. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting that you bring that point up, Roz, because I, I do think that that's true. Um, when I was first getting ready to take on a big leadership role, I looked at the person who had the role and she was stressed out. And I remember saying to her, is it worth it? Like, literally, is this position worth it? Her answer sticks with me today. Her answer said, for you, it's worth it. And I think what she meant by that was she was getting a little older. She was getting to the point where she wanted to do some other things where I was still very young in my career. And what she was saying to me is that what you're going to gain out of this right? If you go this route, it's going to be a tremendous value and asset. So even people that are looking to start their own business, use someone else's organization as your playground. I'm sorry, companies out there. I know you probably, you all are probably mad at me right now, but literally use them as your playground. Get in there, learn the skills of leadership, play around, see what works, have your failures, and then imagine what you then take into your business. Right. Imagine what you take forward from that. DJ. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the entrepreneurs I think of is uh, Eric Casaberry, who is the uh, founder and former CEO of Retro Fitness. And it's a big gym chain. I, I'm not sure. I, I think they have I know they have a couple of locations down in Florida, uh, all over Jersey, New York, Connecticut. So they have a pretty uh, large footprint on the East Coast. And that's exactly what he did. He went into a local gym. And he stayed there for 10, 12 hours a day, just asking questions. Oh, what kind of cleaning solution is that? Oh, what, what do you guys use? How come you use this mop instead of that map mop? Like every single little thing he studied. And, and that's what I tell people to do as well. Like when you're going into an organization, use that time as a time to learn every single little aspect, right? How do they build the operational side? How do they build the sales and business development? What are they doing with their marketing? What improvements can they make? And, and as you're doing that, if you're in a culture that's transparent and is really about helping you grow, they'll honor that and they'll welcome you in. Because if you're looking to start your own business or if you're looking to just grow, they're gonna help you do that. And if you build a culture where you guys have that relationship, who knows, they might even stay for another 10 years or right. 20 years. So we can't be afraid of, oh, what if they leave me one day? You know, well, what if we don't teach them and they stay? Right. And that's right. always that famous quote. You know, we have to be able to invest in our team, even if they're going to grow and go somewhere else. That's great because you know what? Somewhere down the road, they might end up growing into something where you might end up building a partnership. They might come back. You, We don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is that you cannot sustain a culture if you don't build growth as a place where people can come in and feel safe. Because there's a lot of times and 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 this is big right here. 
there's a lot of times where people go into work not feeling safe because of things mm-hmm. like that. And if you look at the numbers, I think the Gallup Research Institute just came out with an updated version. 86%, I think it was 85 or 86% of individuals in the U.S. right now in America hate their job. Mm-hmm. It's 86%. So you spend 60 to maybe 80% of your life working, right, give or take. So that means you spend about 60 to 80% of your time hating what you're doing, hating the moments and experiences. And it really just kind of goes back to that. What kind of culture do you want to build? I want to build on that in just a moment. But Hillary said she went from line staff to manager uh, to CFO, and she agrees. She invested a lot of time in leadership and working on it and reading it because she wanted to be the best leader possible that she could be. Um, And then she worked with people who are promoted to leadership, but then decided they didn't want it because they didn't want the responsibility for the action of others. But that's that thing that we talk about where you're comfortable in your zone, in your space. And you know what? Working with people is hard and that feels uncomfortable. So I'm just not going to do it. I want to share this with you all. And then I'm going to ask everyone to just pick something on this list to comment on. And this is, uh, as I was preparing for our conversation, a few things that consistently came across in terms of keys to a growth mindset. Because a part of what we're talking about is for every leader out there watching, and if you're watching, you are a leader. Minimally, you're leading yourself in your own life. So everyone is a leader. And as DJ said earlier, everyone has a leader in them. Keys to a growth mindset. Focus on process, and Marie touched on this earlier, but not process as in this is the only way. Process is in how do we get to the results that we want, right? As opposed to being focused on the task or the outcome, which is that whole management versus leader thing. If you're focused on the task or the outcome and not focused on how do we get there, how do we build, how do we develop, focusing on those processes, then that I think you're in a different place seeking feedback, sharing your weaknesses with others and with the team, reflecting on failures, taking ownership, and getting comfortable with uncertainty. So I'm going to ask you all to choose something on this list that you want to touch on, and then you can speak to that. So um, I'm going to take it down here so I can actually see you all and, and hear what you focus on. So get the one that you want to talk about sort of in your mind, and then we'll come. And Roz, we're going to start with you. Which one of these is important, do you think, um, for you uh, that you build, that you want to cultivate in yourself and in others on your team? I'm, right. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, comfortable, I'm comfortable with the very last one, which was what feeling uncomfortable and uncertainty. I guess I thrive in... Um, I thrive in that. Some people don't. And the reason why I say that is because in healthcare, everything is not textbook. So everything is uncertain. I, you know, I don't know from one day to the next, you know, what's going to go on with clients. So I have to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And so for me, I love it. I don't have a problem with it. So it, it helps me, uh, it energizes me because then it, it pushes me to come up with solution. It pushes me to think. It, it just, it gives me energy. So for that, mm-hmm. I like that. Awesome. Thank you. I do think that's an important part, right? Of that cultivating a growth mindset means you're not going to shy away from, oh my goodness, 
wow, I don't know what's coming up. I don't know what this means. And so let's just not do that, right? Let's just avoid that. So um, that's great. So Marae, what about for you? Which one, which one of those resonates with you? The same, uh, you know, be, be comfortable with uncertainty. And, and it's, it's been my life, even, you know, as an engineer, I was always dealing with things that I don't see. You know, you had to represent, you know, what you don't see and, uh, and make a decision based on that. And you know that, at, you know, uh, one day you're going you're to make, a, you know, the wrong decision, but that's okay. You still, you do, you're still learning, you're still growing. And that's something that I always, you know, uh, look for is that, you know, this, uh, this situation where you, you don't really know what's going to happen and it gives you the opportunity to really, you know, think, expand, look at options, talk to people and, and make a decision that you're going to own yourself and, and be accountable for. And uh, even if, you know, it's this decision uh, brings something that is not what you want, it's okay, you know, just accept that. It's a feedback that you get and you, you, you always learn from the process. So I'm really, I'm really into it. And, and, you know, the fact that I've traveled all over the place, find myself in situation where sometimes you're like, okay, what am I doing here? But, you know, you, you realize that you learn, you are uncomfortable, but then at some point you, you get stretched and then something beautiful come out of it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's really, you know, what I like. Maria, I love the fact that you brought in um, the travel piece of mm -hmm. it. So a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Saudi. Um, and the number of people that said to me, why are you going there? Are you sure you want to go there? I wouldn't go there. I don't know about this. And what about women? And can you speak? And can you, like, there were all of these mm -hmm. things that you could see coming forward from people that really was just coming from a place of unknown and fear, right? The uncertainty and the fear was, I am not going out of my comfort zone because I have mm -hmm. no idea what to expect in going over there. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and it was just a real example that I had. I was like, wow, this is like the best adventure ever, right? I'm going to get to go to this new place and find out. And I'm going to, you know, uh, just sort of eat different foods and meet different people. And I was excited about that. So um, Hillary said, uh, a leader recognizes that people process uh, things differently and that's okay. So not expecting everyone to see everything the same. I think that's important. What about for you, DJ? What on that list stood out for you? So really there's two things because I think they kind of play into each other. Um, the first thing definitely without a doubt is being able to be open of your weaknesses, right? Be vulnerable. And I think that's a huge thing because a lot of times we, we, we want to shy away from that, right? We want to focus on the strengths. You know, I know that I'm good at math or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be for that individual. And we focus so much on that, which is great. We forget about the other side of it. And it becomes difficult as we go along the line to confront that. So I think the, the more open, the more vulnerable we can be early on, whether you're a leader and you're a leader in every aspect in your household, in your community, in your environment, or in your business or in your career. Mm -hmm. uh, be open about those weaknesses. If your communication is not that great, work on it. If you're not collaborating or you're not as consistent as you should be or want to be, work on that and do it little by little. 
I talk about fitness sometimes, right? And when I first started my journey, I, you know, I've done all these things. I competed in jujitsu and all that ran marathons, whatever, but it did, it wasn't like that. I didn't grow. I was the kid who sat in the back of the class. I never wanted to go out. Like I was playing video games and all this stuff. And, and it started with little actions. I tell people, you want to start learning about fitness or getting into fitness, start with just a glass of water. That 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 little habit right there, you do, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You know, I tell people all the time, I don't care how many abs you got. You know, at the end of the day, if you're not healthy, then you can't sustain a long, healthy life. And so the same thing goes with your growth. If you're not doing the things that are necessary in order to have a, a long, sustainable career, a long, sustainable life, then how it looks doesn't really matter. It's the actions that you're taking. Um, but with that, also being open to your failures as well. And I think that's a key factor. For me, failure fires me up. You know, I feel that a lot of things in life, I'm not from, you know, a, a background where I had a, a lot of things handed. And I think most of us can resonate with that. Um, you, we had to fight for a lot of what we had, but also just knowing that I was in the back of the pack. Right. When I when I look back now, that fires me up so much. I was not the smartest kid academically. I was terrible at school. I actually looked at my... Uh, proficiency exams. I was born and raised in Jersey City, New Jersey. I had, we had proficiency exams for high school, and I actually failed all three sections. I didn't even realize it. I just I just realized it like a couple months ago when I found it at my mom's house, and I was just like, I, I could have sworn I passed at least one. <laughs> so you know, it's just a matter of looking at where your weaknesses are, being open to failure, and just saying, hey. It's really just about alignment because you may not be that great at school. You may not be that great at fitness or whatever the case may be. But if you're open to failure, you know exactly where you need to be, where you need to go. And who knows, you might end up being, you know, the next Nobel Prize winner. But you have to be open to it first. Wow. So, you know, the interesting piece about that also is when you're open to um, reflecting on those failures, and understanding your and sharing your weaknesses and intentionally it was sharing your weaknesses not just knowing them but putting them out there because old school leadership is never let them see you sweat right don't ever let anybody know you're having a hard time or you're stressed or you're struggling that's old school leadership those days are gone people today expect their leaders to be transparent because you know what it says we're in this together it says you're not up here looking down on us like you've got it all together and we're the ones, we're the problems, right? And so I think that part is really important. And if we embrace that and embrace the failures, you know, a failure, you can't learn anything from failure unless you reflect on it, right? Just failure in and of itself to fail, that, that really doesn't teach you anything. You've got to have the ability and the willingness to dissect it, to reflect it, to look at it. And I'll say this, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of learning. Those are two different places. I reflect on the things that did not go well in my life as a leader and um, in my marriage and everything else. And I'm dissecting that from a place of learning and opportunity. And when I do that, I'm like, oh, well, look at this. And I see this here, that could be different. But if I, I'm not doing it to beat myself up about it, right? Like, oh, whoa, it's me. I shouldn't have, you know, oh, if I would have only, and, and I should have, could have, no, 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 not any of that, right? So I think that's an important piece. So Cindy said purpose. A leader should always reflect back on their purpose. And I love that because that's about expanding your why beyond you, right? Expanding your why beyond you to others. 
Um, Hillary said, that's right, we are in this together. And she also co-signed what DJ was saying earlier. She said, that's huge. And then Stephanie said, is it failure if you grow from the experience? I don't know, what do y'all think? Is it failure? Let's answer Stephanie's question. Is it failure if you grow from the experience? Then is it considered failure? Uh, Marae, you're on mute, I think. I don't think so. And, and that's, you know, failure is a feedback for us to, you know, to, to rectify or to, to change. So I think it's, uh, it, it failure is part of this growth that we, we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. And we have to integrate this part in, in our growth. Yeah, um, I love it. it, it it's feedback. Um, anyone else want to comment on Stephanie's question? Unmute, you can unmute if you do. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I agree, I, I agree with, with, with Mariah because even when a crop fails, the farmer takes to find out what went wrong. Was it the weather? Was it the fertilizer? Was it, you know, whatever. Everybody used the opportunity for failure to grow. We all do. And it's an opportunity for us to reflect, assess, and then move forward. For me, failure helps me move forward. If I sat and waddled in it, then I'm having a pity party. But if I take that information and, and it helps me grow, it catapults me into a new opportunity that I didn't have before because now I have experience from that failure and I'm done speaking. I think you is might she, be mute, Rhonda. Is she on mute? Rhonda, you on mute, honey. Oh, I'm just talking away. I'm just talking away. I was like, Ross, that's excellent. <laughs> I, I really believe that that's true. And Hillary believes it too. She agrees. She said that failure is like a stepping stone to what does work. And Regina said, I love to reflect on failure and I choose to continue growing, right? Growth is a choice uh, that, and it's an, and it's an active process, not a passive process, right? It's actively engaging in those learnings that will help you move forward. So, gosh, I can't believe we're almost at the top of the hour. So before we go into our um, what's in your cup segment where um, we're going to ask you all to really think of any takeaways from our conversation that have we've put in your cup during this conversation and what can leaders do? Uh, if they want to continue to cultivate the growth mindset so that they can become the best leaders that they want to be. But first, but first, we've got to hold up our cups so we can get our post-production shots. So I don't forget like I do sometimes. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> I had to get the shadow out of my, I was like, ooh. There's a big shadow. Um, all right, so so let's move into our segment here. But first, Stephanie says, I agree, growth is success, uh, even if it came from a fail. Good one, Stephanie. And then uh, Hillary said, yes, I agree, Rhonda, growth is an active process. Yeah, we can't sit on the sidelines and just think that, you know, it's just gonna happen. It's not gonna magically happen. So let's move into our what's in your cup segment. 
as we move to wrap up, this has been a really great, insightful hour as usually. As usual, that's what we try to do here. So right now we wanna talk about any learnings or takeaways from our conversation today, or you can share um, strategies that you wanna share with the leader to say, hey, if you're interested in cultivating a growth mindset, um, here's some things that you might do uh, to help that happen. So, uh, so we're gonna go, DJ, I'm gonna come to you last because I also, when I come to you, I want you to share how others can learn more about weekly leadership, how they can get in touch with you. So Ms. Roz, let's start with you. What's in your cup that you're taking away this segment? What I'm taking away from this segment is that we all have choices and whatever those choice and whatever people choose, we have to respect those choices, mm. whichever way they go. I'm Ross Jones and I'm done speaking. Wow. You know what? <laughs> Ross even got the finger going in that one. Did y'all see the finger? <laughs> I, love, I, I love that. And what I really love about it, Roz, is the fact that we need to respect their choices. They don't have to grow. They don't have to grow the way we think they should grow. Listen, parents out there, this goes for you too. <laughs> right? How many of you out there are trying to make your kids do something that they may not be ready for or don't want to do? I know we want the best for them. We love them dearly. But uh, as adults, uh, we have to respect other people's choices. And it is their choice to grow. You cannot make them grow. It is really up to them. So uh, thank you for that, Ms. Roz. Murray, what are you, what's in your cup? What are you taking away? So what I'm taking away is we are responsible for our own growth. So we have the choice to, you know, to, to grow if we want. And we also can, you know, uh, you, we can say, okay, we stay the same, but we are, we are responsible. We, it starts with us. And, uh, and one thing that I really wanted to add is uh, that, you know, whatever we choose, change is always there. And we've, we, we, we live in a, in a world that is constantly changing, becoming complex, where uncertainty is the norm. So whatever you choose, uh, it's there. So, uh, so you, you really have to look at it that way, is that, you know, the change is there, the uncertainty is there. And uh, you take, you know, you, you, you choose to go with it and uh, take the leap or you stay the way you are and, and then you, you stay in your fixed mindset. So, but as a leader, you really want to get ready to be able to navigate through this change that is now the constant for, for every, everybody now. Mm, love that. Absolutely. You know, change is the one constant, right? Change is the one constant in our world. Um, and I love the fact that nothing in our world stays the same, mm. ever, nothing. I, I challenge people, sometimes when I do a leadership workshop, I'll challenge them to tell me one thing in this world that stays the same, ever. I don't care if it's your house, it needs a new paint job, it needs a new roof, the plants need to be tended to and mm -hmm. need to get fertilizer. You know, um, people, they grow, they change, they develop over time. I can't think of anything in this world that stays the same. Mm -hmm. And why do we think we should stay the same? In fact, if someone says to me, oh, you're the same as you were 15 years ago, I'm insulted. I'm like, well, wait, no, no, I'm not. You missing the whole. You missing the whole lot that has gone on in those fifteen years. So, no, I absolutely agree with with that. And then, so Regina says, yes, we are responsible for 
uh, our own growth. Well, let me back up because before that, Regina said, yes, Roz, please do not take away my choices. Respect my choices. She is on her soapbox right now. So <laughs> Regina, Cindy says her takeaway is if we fail, we can always get back on track. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then growth is scary. However, we must keep growing. So DJ, what's in your cup that you're taking away from this conversation? Well, first off, I just want to say thank you again. This was an amazing conversation. And I, I always appreciate having these conversations with, with some amazing individuals and everyone who's listening in. So for me, uh, there's a couple of things. I, I kind of want to just circle back really quick to Stephanie's comment or her question rather. And, you know, when we look at anybody who's ever achieved anything, it all came through failure. So, you know, it's only failure if you just choose to do nothing with it. As long as your consistency, uh, if you're consistently looking to grow and trying to grow, you're always going to be pushing forward because at one point we all were crawling, but eventually we learned how to walk, right? right? And we're here today. I don't think we would call that a failure. We're just somebody who looked at an obstacle and learned how to overcome it. So that's that's my take on failure. Um, for me, the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway from here is just be open. Be open to new opportunities, be open to new relationships, be open to new experiences and expand your horizon. When I was a kid, my mom used to tell me all the time, expand your horizon, right? And I used to, you know, look at a lot of kids that I grew up with and they used to say, I, I hate, I hate living in the city. I hate being here and I hate doing this. I'm like, you haven't even been outside of your like a five block radius, right? And I learned that early on because I remember, you know, 12 years old, we were, in, we never really uh, traveled much, but I remember she would save up all this money and we would do like, a month in like Costa Rica and we would stay like in like the city and all this stuff. And it was crazy as a kid. And I look back and it was all about being open to different experiences. And so I was fortunate enough to learn that at a really early age, but I think that's where most people struggle. So get yourself around the right people, right? Start building that environment, that community, even if it's just three or four people, because I often say relationships in life are like two trains leaving from a train station. If I'm in North Carolina, if I have one train going to California and one train going to Vermont, they can leave from the same station. But at a certain point, they have to separate. They have to go their own route. If you put the train from Cali to Vermont, there's going to be a mix up. It's going to be late. You're not going to get to where you want to go. But what happens is most people justify and we justify, oh, well, you know what? It's a shorter trip. Oh, well, yeah. I heard Vermont's pretty, nothing against Vermont. I like Vermont, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying we justify the, the location of where we're trying to go. Just stay on the track that you're, you're supposed to be on. It might be a little bit longer. It might be a little bit tougher, but you're going to meet the right people. You're going to have the experiences and the moments that make you a better leader and a better inspirational person that can impact others along the way. Mm, awesome. And DJ, as you um, think, how can people learn more about weekly leadership or the work that you do? Yeah. So obviously we have weeklyleadership.com. Uh, of course, we have at weekly leadership on Instagram. And then we have the weekly leadership podcast that's on Apple and Spotify. So we're constantly uh, working with several different guests. You know, I just had uh, the founder of the Book Thinkers Club, which is a big book club on Instagram. He was just on the last episode. And uh, yeah, weeklyleadership.com, we have all the information there, uh, training, speaking. And then, of course, we have the weekly leadership book, which will be out in about a month or so. So I'm really excited about that as well. Good luck and congratulations on the book. That's pretty cool. Thank so, you. So uh, as we wrap up, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Let me get our last uh, few guest comments in here. Stephanie's co-signing. She said, very well said, sir. 
Um, Cindy said, you've been a great guest, DJ, great input. And then Stephanie said, you are speaking truth. Proximity to the right people can fuel growth. You know, I think about a growth mindset and, and really what it means for us and everything in our life, cultivating the habit of having a growth mindset. So a lot of things I think about as processes and not events, right? Having a growth mindset is not a thing that you do. It is a way that you are. It is a way of being and a way of seeking out that constant ex expansion as a leader. Um, it will help you get where you want to go if you can continue to cultivate that growth mindset. So for me, that's a very important aspect of it. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. If you're out there watching, thank you so much for liking the video, for sharing the video with others. Thank you for contributing. We had some great robust input today from our audience out there. We really do appreciate that from all of you. You know, our goal is to share information with you uh, so that we can help power your week, your day, uh, so that we can continue to help you grow into more smarter, more savvy leaders. And that's what the Coffee with Rhonda show is all about. So for my panel, everyone stay tuned for just a moment. For everyone else out there, thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Until next week, we'll see you back here. Same time, same station. Bye, everybody. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. You can catch live episodes Saturdays, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. And if you are curious about leadership above the grind, you can download your copy of the Stress-Free Leader ebook at stressfreeleaders.com. Until next time.